Mind-body healing. What is it exactly? Last week I talked a bit about combining heart and understanding how emotions and spirit affect our well-being. Today I want to continue that discussion. I want to talk about what it is that we are releasing when we try and uncover trauma and understand why it is that some of the things that happen to us are really challenging as far as healing our body goes. There's a book that has a great title that I've read. It's called How to Heal Yourself When No One Else Can. Today, I want to talk about that concept and how this affects our overall health. So stay tuned. Dr. Gill. I'm Dr. Gill Winkleman. And I want to continue something that we started last week around mind-body healing and mind-body and spirit and how we bring more heart into sort of this process that, that goes on. And I think this is an important topic, and I've talked a little bit about this in, in previous programs as well. And I think that it's important because not everything that happens is physical. And and I think that it's important to understand that uh, because without that understanding, the approach to treatment medically becomes very, very challenging. So let me start by kind of uh, telling you a story about a, a conversation I had with some friends this last weekend. And we were talking about uh, uh, someone that we know who who has some uh, fairly severe uh, psychological pathology, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it. Uh, and and I was talking about sort of some of the things that, that may be going on physically, in, in, in particular pyroluria. And they just looked at me and they said, yeah, you might be right, but that's not going to solve the problem by itself. I mean, there's not a drug that's going to solve the problem. There's not a nutrient that's going to solve the problem. I mean, the wounding of this person is so deep that this is what the other person was arguing. And I, and I kind of stopped and I thought, hmm, they, you know what? They might be right. And that's not to say that there's nothing that can help them. But the what is going on with them is beyond just the physical and and it was kind of one of those moments for me uh, as a physician that kind of gave me pause. So, you know, I, I work hard to help everyone that crosses my path uh, and, you know, comes into my office. And the reality is, is, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet a thousand. No one does. And there are, of course, people that you know, I can pass the baton to and who do other sorts of, of 
types of treatments, and I'm not I can't treat everybody, obviously, and this is where I have patient, uh, per people that I work with, either psychotherapists or energy healers or medical intuitives, um, other doctors. That you know, that's beside the point for this conversation. What I do want to talk about, though, is sort of how how to think about the treatment approach, and to do that, we need to understand kind of what may be going on. And so I kind of want to work backwards in this process because I think that um, mostly because I've already talked about a lot of the physical aspects. So let's talk about the physical aspects here. Now, one of the things that, that I have have talked about extensively on the show is sort of a very high-level macronutrient le uh, approach to balancing biochemical imbalances, okay? So that's looking at, uh, you know, pyroluria, where you have a zinc and B6 deficiency. And because of that, there's, there's imbalances in terms of either mo uh, uh, molecules uh, or proteins that are being made or not being made, um, or a buildup of molecules because reactions aren't happening. So that's on a kind of at a high level. And then kind of just below that is this methylation state. Now, this is actually going to go through the entire thing because the methylation gets turned on and off. You know, it's basically changing our epigenetics. And I'll get back to that in a minute. But one of the aspects of all of this that we haven't talked about is, uh, is endorphins and these neuropeptides. And there's a great book that has been out for quite a while called Molecules of Emotion by Candice Pert, P-E-R-T. Uh, she uh, has since passed away, I, I believe in 2012. She was a, a molecular biologist and discovered sort of how the body stores emotions uh, and and sort of the physical mechanism for that. And it's, it's here's, a, here's a hint, it's not all in the brain. So, you know, that's a piece that, that's a physical piece that shows up that affects us, but isn't actually a brain mechanism. And so what Candice Pert talks about is how these peptides uh, get stored in different parts of the body and in cells. And basically, uh, the way to think about it is there's these keyholes on each of our cells and there's different types of keys that can fit into the keyhole and depending on what key comes into the keyhole different things happen within the cell and this may be part of how epigenetics work so you know if you get the happy key touching the cell that turns on certain uh, genes so that that cell produces uh, one type of protein, whereas if you get an angry key in the cell, then that then turns on other genes that produces a more angry protein. And I'm totally simplifying this, by the way, with this discussion, for the purpose of the discussion. But it's an important aspect to understand in terms of how our emotions are affecting our body and then also how, after that, our emotions can be stored in our body. 
And, you know, this book, uh, How to Heal Yourself When No One Else Can, which is not really a medical book, talks a little bit about this and how we can have a very intense emotional experience and be fine. And we can have another experience that's not as intense and that will be traumatic. And I, and I, I see this a lot with my patients. You know, We will talk about trauma that happens and I'll ask them about something that happened at a particular age but they don't necessarily remember anything that's specific. But oftentimes things happen to us that we hold on to and maybe our minds forget about them, but we don't forget about them. So as an example, you know, maybe you had a pretty good childhood, your parents were great, but there is a kid in your second grade class that was really mean to you um, or you know, if you had a big argument with a, a great friend in, in fifth grade that you didn't talk for two months. Oftentimes, we don't process that experience well enough and it gets stored. And there's evidence to suggest that because of that storage, the body kind of uh, goes, goes a, a kilter, if you will, so that we can't really... Uh, you know, it's difficult to heal without re-healing that experience that happened to us. So I'm going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about this, as well as go deeper down into what else might be going on in our experiences in life. So stay tuned. Dr. Gill. I'm Dr. Gill Winkleman, your host, and I want to continue talking about emotion, spirits, and, and body, and how trauma can affect us. But before we go on, I, I want to just give you my email address, info, I-N-F-O, at askdrgill.com, A-S-K-D-R-G-I-L.com. If you have a question that you want covered, or a topic you think would be good for me to, to cover on the program, uh, please send me an email. I'm really happy to answer questions. Uh, I do it through the program generally, and that's part of how I decide what to talk about. And if it's a topic or a question that isn't big enough to cover a full show, um, I'm kind of saving those. So the, I, I'm looking for a group of those, hopefully related, and then we can kind of cover uh, a good good chunk of the program talking about those and uh, some of them sometimes the simple questions actually can become a full program so so f feel free to send them in so all right so I want to get back to our topic and kind of go down to the next level 
in terms of, of you know, kind of what's going on in the body. So on one level, we've got this macronutrient level that I was talking about. And then on another level, we have this um, kind of a, a trauma level, right? You know, you have asp- things that happen to us, and some of them are big, and some of them are not so big. But for whatever reason, we're kind of holding on to them. And because of that, our body might go a kilter, right? So, you, you know, a perfect example of this is someone who has, say, chronically tight hamstrings or, or hip, let, let's say, because I know someone with that. And um, they have a problem in their left hip and, yeah, they've injured it, but they've had it worked on. And sometimes it feels better, but sometimes it's not so good and it's really tight and they have trouble walking. And, and you know, it's, they've done an, an anti-inflammatory diet and maybe um, they've had different types of body work and uh, cold laser and ultrasound and trigger point injections. I mean, you name it. They've done it, and it's still not always 100%. And the question is, is why? Like, what is it about that that their body isn't, you know, firmly healing? And and one of the things uh, that that has come up uh, in this in this not just in this case but other cases is what trauma are they holding in their body? And so this book, you know, that I mentioned, um, How to Heal Yourself When No One Else Can talks about that in great detail and it's not for everybody um, just just saying but for some people um, they might find an, a, a balance in that and you know there's this is there's other books there's other people uh, in the field who, who talk about energy psychology and energy medicine uh, Donna Eden comes to mind immediately and uh, her work is has been really uh, I don't you know Accepted. I don't know if that's quite the word word uh, to use, but it, it's very popular, and it and for some many people, they've found help in that, and and even my patients, you know, they found help in that, and so I, I don't want to uh, to you know basically dismiss it just on its own because I think there is a piece to this that's important for for some people. So on another level. So we talked about the nutrient level. We talked a little bit about trauma. And kind of in between, I would say that there's an aspect of of body systems, right? So so there's there's aspects that a body system can go go off, and that's going to tr- you know trigger problems in another part of the body potentially. And a great example of this is your digestive system not clearing toxins out well enough um, and then having problems in your skin Uh, so for example a teenager who has acne usually has something going on in their digestion that you know that's a time in our lives where we're producing a lot of hormones and our body needs to clear that and, and the waste products of those, those hormones, and it's not, so it's sending it out of the skin. So that's, that's another aspect, and it's still more of a physical layer, right? And so, so going down below that, uh, I would say that there's aspects of, of the, 
the emotional, but but I'm gonna break this up. So I'm gonna break this up into there's traumatic experiences. Um, and, and all of these, by the way, are unprocessed events, right? So it's something that happened that we didn't really deal with properly, right? Um, there's also uh, harmful beliefs. So there's something that uh, we believe about, about the world, and for whatever reason that belief uh, becomes symptomatic in the body. And that's not to, to blame the person, by the way, for their problem. It, it's all, you know, it's an unconscious thing. It's something that you don't even necessarily, or the person doesn't even realize what's going on with them. And uh, I think that it's, it's really easy. And I, and I saw this, you know, when I was a psychotherapist and, you know, people would blame the person who was ill and just say, well, it's just your thinking. First of all, that's not totally true, but also it's not particularly helpful. Um, and I think uh, for many people, it, you know, it just sort of reworks the trauma. So uh, I, I say this because some of my patients have come in with that belief system about themselves. Like they think there's something wrong with them because of that. So, uh, and then the, the, the last piece I would say, and, and I think this is really pertinent to today um, at this time, is fear. You know, it's sort of uh, an aspect of not just in terms of what happened in the past, but how we live in the present. And I think that uh, particularly, you know, thinking in terms of uh, uh, the economy and politics and kind of what's going on in the world at the moment, that we get a lot of messages that make us feel unsafe. And that affects the body, like, greatly. And, and I'm going to uh, tell a story about uh, an experience that someone I know had they were driving home one night and they got into their neighborhood and somehow a group of dogs from a bunch of different houses had gotten out that night and they were chasing this deer and had cornered the deer and growling at it and the deer was frightened and he got out, stopped out of the car got out of the car chased the dogs away i think he got some of them home is is kind of what happened and he went back to check on the deer and the deer was just shaking and it shook for about 30 to 40 minutes. He kind of waited for the deer to make sure that the, that the dogs didn't come back for one, but also that the deer could get away. And literally he sat there far away from where the deer was, but the deer shook for about, you know, 30 to 40 minutes. And finally it got up, it urinated, and then it went away. It just like nothing happened. And that's the piece, that's the visceral, emotional processing piece that for many reasons we just don't do in the society. And by doing that, you know, it's sort of like we, we shake, you know, we, we, we process that 
And so that allows for these neuropeptides that Candace Pert talks about to sort of leave the system to be eliminated. But we need the elimination system to be working properly, which is why I brought up the piece about the liver. And, and so if the elimination system isn't working properly, then we can't eliminate those neuropeptides, right? And then once we let it go, we just move on, you know? And then it's like, it's done. And that doesn't become something that holds in our body. But that's typically not what has happened to us, right? We, we have an experience, um, maybe, maybe there's someone who, who ne- nearly hits us when we're driving and, and we either, we tense up, you know, and, and we, we hold that. And then maybe we talk about it with everybody afterwards. And, but, but we don't actually process what happened to us. We just, you know, maybe we get angry, but, but really it's about the fear that kind of comes up. So that's kind of the piece about this. And the more we can process these feelings, the less likely that these um, molecules will sort of stick around for very long. And I'm not saying that we have to process everything, you know, and go through life that way. But uh, you, you want to live your life, but you also want to recognize when something happens and, and kind of move through that. So, okay, I may need to continue this topic, um, but I need to stop for now. If you have a question, feel free to send me an email at info at askdrgill.com. And if you like the program, please leave a review and let me know and let iTunes know so that other people know about this program. So thanks so much. That's all I have this time. And we will see you next week. You guys take care.